0: Good morning, Mrs. Strawberry, and good morning, Mrs. Disco. I am your host, Shane Dumbchuck. My guest this episode is theatre creator, director, and human woman, Michaela Westall, and we are going to make the world a better place one word at a time. Our word this week is disco, and this podcast goes for 25 minutes, but first, it is time for the three-point check and some home truths. Michaela, welcome to the show. How is your head, your heart, and your tummy?
1: Hello, Shane. Thank you for having me. Um my head. Uh, Look, I was going to say like how um, I've spent the day, you know, reading and bettering myself and choosing not to watch reruns of Dawson's Creek, Uh
0: which I have
1: been doing a lot lately. And I was feeling quite smug about it. I was feeling like very um, intellectual, like I really spent my time well today. But then I all day I've been like, God, my neighbor is like burning the shit out of whatever they're cooking. Like it's I was like, that is pungent maybe i need to check on them and then i just went into the kitchen and noticed that i had left the stove on after making poached eggs this morning and i have burnt this pot to hell it was
0: you like, you did it
1: i might i nearly burnt my house down oh like, my god i could have come up st- yeah so um so like while I'm feeling like my head is really clear, I'm a bit of an idiot and <laughs> I forgot to turn the stove off, but I've Look, just been here all, feeling smug all day.
0: We all make mistakes. I live in a big apartment building and I have to say walking from the bottom floor up to the seventh floor where I live, you get an amazing smorgasbord of smells, mm. sometimes amazing, sometimes terrible. I'm really lucky. I feel I like-, like on my floor, everyone is a very good cook. So like it's just like that's going store, you story like ooh, curry ooh, chicken and then I'm going home and you know, having toast or whatever but you know it's You're nice like, to smell open
1: it your empty fridge <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah It's just like that. a tumbleweed goes past yeah
1: <laughs> Delish.
0: Um, so that's your so yeah, that that's is your head. head how about your heart yeah. and your tummy the big two
1: my heart's feeling great um, very full uh, just because I'm super lucky I I've got my dog with me I got a, a cool cool pal slash life partner that I live with. Um and like, you know, obviously not all positive emotions. Like I've been very much over the past few months on a emotional ride, mostly about just how shitty the world is. Um reasonable. but I think that still constitutes, yeah. That still constitutes having a full heart. Like I'm I'm experiencing the full gamut of emotions and um but you know, I'm dealing with it. I'm very lucky. Um top of the world. As can cool. be
0: yeah. um and the tummy, you had some poached eggs, tum- so we know th- we know this for sure
1: yeah had a had a b- beautiful breakfast, poached eggs, some coffee, I just had a little snack to get me through this next twenty five minutes. um my tummy's good, um yeah. Very Great. well said. Well, fantastic. Yeah.
0: Um, before we jump yeah, into uh, your word, which is one we have not had before, which I'm very excited about, yeah. right. uh, you do get to ask me a question as part of being my guest. Mm. It can be as silly or as serious as you like, and I'll give you as honest an answer as I possibly can. Uh, now is your time to shine.
1: Cool. Uh, well, I'm thinking, like, what's something that you believed of the world or thought about the world when you were a kid that now you're like, that is so silly? Like, for example... I used to dress up like a red back spider when I was a kid. I had this like full red back spider costume. Sure. And I used to think that, that yeah, I used to think that they would poison you by rubbing the red of their back against you. And it would have like a powder <laughs> in it that poisoned you. Oh, I, mean, I, that, I mean, that's not an dad. unreasonable
0: thing to think as a child.
1: It's, look in an alternate universe, that's exactly what happens. Um, so that's what I believed. And then had a rude awakening when I discovered they bit you. Um, what, what's your version of that?
0: So, some, you know, so something that I, I believe that was the truth when I was a child that I now know is quite silly. Yeah,
1: but you just came to in your like child's logic mind that someone yeah. some adult was like, no, Shane, that's not how it works.
0: You know, I know exactly what it is. And that is that I believed in the olden days, as in like when like, not even like that old, like when my nana and like her generation were young, that the world was in black and white because that's yes, what I all the that's TV shows a one. Yeah, yeah, I know. I really thought, brother, oh. My
1: brother used to. Sorry, gone. Yeah, you think that the world was black and white. Yeah,
0: yeah because that's what you saw old TV shows on on the TV. <laughs> They're in black and white. Yeah. So, what a wonderful day it must have been when the world turned to color. I
1: know. It's like that movie Smallville. Is that what it is? Uh yeah. So they start seeing color. Yeah. No, uh,
0: Pleasantville.
1: Pleasantville.
0: Smallville is the uh, the Superman television show. The
1: Superman. Which is oh, also good, but for different body. reasons. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um. So um yeah.
1: That's you- very cute.
0: Yeah, I think I think so. Not, and not an unreasonable jump in logic when you've been raised in the I 80s by it, television.
1: Totally. I think it's quite common, yeah.
0: Now, you picked the word disco and you did specify yeah. with a capital D. So what led B, you disco. towards that?
1: So in my mind, I have two distinctions of what is disco. And we're talking like, you know, lowercase d disco is that sort of like, Studio 54 themed parties, wearing an Afro wig, doing the this dance move. Saturday you know, Night on a Fever. So everyone, yes. everyone can really see the move that I'm doing, but they know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Saturday Night Fever, the kind of commodification and like whitewashing of, of a, a genre of music disco. That's sure. lowercase D disco. Capital D disco, I think can save the world for many reasons. So like the origin of disco, it, you know, you could kind of almost trace it back. There's obviously like the funk and soul movements of the 60s and and before that and then in 1970 this guy called David Mancuso who was this gay guy who grew up in Harlem um, in an orphanage kind of like you know grew up with all these different people and different types of music he opened his um, apartment up for this party called Love Saves the Day which was a kind of like thinly veiled I guess um, acronym for LSD like everyone was just kind of um, taking lots of drugs but um, had had this party and this party kind of was from I will contend the first sight of disco it changed the way that we party forever but it was also this kind of first sight of queerness it was like this room where all these people who'd never been in the same room together were in the same room everyone was welcome everyone was equal everyone kind of could just express themselves however they wanted and for me that is a truly special, beautiful place and one that we sorely need these days. You know, like capital D disco is this kind of ever changing like term that basically encompasses, I guess, queerness and inclusivity and expressing yourself and having a really good time.
0: Absolutely. I think that, I think you must look at disco the same way that I look at the idea of punk and how there's two very different, Uh, sort of views on punk, which is either just Mm. the pure sort of punk music, but also the idealisms of of punk and anti-establishment and all that kind of stuff. Where where people don't understand that the punk, you know, movement was much more than just, you know, people in in ripped up clothes, jumping around, spitting on each other. But that was a big part. Totally.
1: It's like, and that is a big part of it. It's like, it's the dance floor as a political space. And that's where, you know, I think, you know, almost every type of music has that and uh, not to discount you know punk and rock and roll and even pop music k-pop you know the kind of amazing stuff that that k-pop fans have been doing over tiktok lately like it's it's incredible and i feel like with uh disco especially yeah it it changed the way that we party and it it changed the way that we kind of that it changed music from that point on forever
0: I feel like you've been um, creating a lot of sort of fun uh, capital D disco parties over in your end of the world, uh, wearing some pretty smashing jumpsuits at the moment as well. Can we talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, certainly. Um, That's just a a friend, some friends and I sort of starting a a little bit of a a group called the Dollar Bin Darlings. It's very much embracing the ideals of capital D disco and um, of, yeah expressing yourselves and of uh I guess as well you know there was a big part of it was like Sydney's kind of lost its, it's luster. it lost a lot of um it's, you know liveness as a as a city and being able to go out and um I kind of like came in to Sydney off the back of Perth which I think is like a really vibrant beautiful there's some, some amazing scenes there the art scene the music scene um so yeah so this was like an attempt to kind of get people in Sydney going out again, which is, you know, ironic now that we can't do that. Now it's about, I guess, trying to stay in, but you can still embrace those same ideals of, of yeah, including, including people and finding a space where you belong and um, opening yourself up to new experiences and looking cool.
0: And maybe constantly, uh, it's about, uh, I mean, especially this year, about you know adapting and finding new ways to, to sort of hold on to those concepts and present them to people in, in different ways, I suppose.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, um, like obviously we've seen during lockdown all the amazing ways that the internet can connect us and that you can have a cool dance party in your lounge room and you can chat to people over Zoom and you can make art from far away. It's and you can, do,
0: you can do dumb podcasts.
1: exactly you can do dumb podcasts we can do really good ones like this one
0: yeah um did you find yeah. there was much of a shift in your life when you moved all the way from western australia over to to sydney because you've been oh, there for, look, you've been uh, there for a while very, now you're sorely missed
1: yeah a couple of years uh, thank you I, I do miss perth sometimes but look it's, it's a bit weird because my life like it was eerily an easy transition like i, I came over here to study but also due to my job being one that I can do in many different cities, I kind of just like transferred mm. my same job over and I found a, a place to live straight away with some people that I knew. And um, yeah, I was really lucky. I think also a lot of people I knew had already moved here, which is, you know, the, the blessing and the curse of being someone from Perth is that pretty much everywhere you go, there is a million Perth people there. Yeah. Uh, it's awesome. Uh, so it, yeah look honestly it has been really good there's plenty of things that I I miss um particularly about the art scene
0: give me a um, top a top 3 things you miss about perth with Michaela Weston.
1: <laughs> okay very cool i mean well we'll say my we'll say to make it
0: no we'll make it easy we'll say your family is a given
1: Okay, great. Because I was going to yeah. say, my mum's obviously going to listen to this. We, yeah. we both know that she will. Yeah. So I have to say her first. Um, well, I miss uh, the Blue Room Theatre. Mm-hmm. It is a unique place that I have never, ever seen, you know, can even come anywhere, come close to that um, anywhere in the rest of the country. It's such an awesome, supportive place. I miss the beach. Even though we have beaches here, they're like, it's not as good. And there's yeah. a lot of people. You can't find a park. Like, it's outrageous.
0: Do you drive um, in Sydney?
1: Uh, No, I don't have a car. My boyfriend has a car and I sometimes use it. But, like, I don't... Humble brag! It's too much. <laughs> what? Well, well, my boyfriend has a car. <laughs> yes, I've really landed on my feet. My boyfriend has a car. His name's Michael Feldman and he rides a red convertible
0: (laughs) and he's the strongest man I've ever met
1: yeah um he's the captain of the football team and um it's amazing uh yeah it's not true none of that is true um and then the third thing what else do I miss um like I just I think there's something really nice about being part of a smaller community there's Mm. something really terrible as well in that if you fuck up everyone knows about it and you know but i think moving away from that i i can really appreciate living in a place where you have a great support system and a great community and you kind of there's all these people who are willing to support you and and like you know get on get on whatever train you're you're on
0: yeah, it definitely can be a, a double-edged sword, being sort of being part of such a tight-knit uh, community like the the theatre scene and art scene here in Western Australia, where it can be, you know, it's very, mm. it's very, it's very tight. Everybody kind of knows each other, and it, but it does yeah. also have that flip side of it can get a little bit uh, cliquey, a little bit nichey, a little bit incestuous at times, and you know everybody kind of knows everything that's going on, and it's all it's like we just live in one big share house. Oh mate. But, the, you it's know... It's
1: really true. That's part of the reason I left was because I couldn't take that anymore. But, yeah.
0: That's all right. No worries. Uh, if there is one thing uh, that you would try to tell people from West Australia to entice you, entice them to come over to the east side, what would you say? What's, what would be your big selling point? Because you seem very oh, happy. I don't and even I'm very know if I... you.
1: Thank you. No, I am happy. I mean... Uh, like, I, I would only say come to the east just for a chance to 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 see somewhere else but like honestly I don't the, the longer I'm away from Perth the more I'm like it's a wonderful place to live it is absolute utopia everybody I meet here who's never been to Perth I'm like I should be paid by the WA government because I advertise it so much <laughs> um well I guess there's you know there's something to be said about leaving um, a smaller community or like a little bubble where you feel kind of safe and trying your luck. Like it's uh, say for example, making theatre in Sydney, it's quite difficult. It's expensive here. So I guess you need to be a little bit more creative about what you do. And I think a lot of people do that here. There's some really awesome stuff that's going on that isn't what you'd expect. It isn't the kind of like Sydney theatre company version of success, but it's, it's something that I find really exciting.
0: Yeah. I mean, and anywhere you go, it's a difficult industry yeah. to, be, to be part of, especially these days. And as someone, you know, I've, I lived over in Canada for a couple of years as well. And coming back to Perth, it's one of those things. And it's something I've always said is that the, the sort of the arts industry and the, the theatre industry, especially, I think it's going to be difficult no matter where you are. And you can either make it work or have it fail no matter where you go, despite how talented you may be. And it's something that you really have to want to do if it's something that you're going to do as a profession. And then anytime any um, quote unquote young people ask me for advice, my thing is always just uh, don't do it for the money. Make sure it's something that you really feel passionate about and you can't imagine yourself doing anything else. If you can imagine yourself doing something else and that thing is like working in a bank where you make money, do that. Yeah,
1: do that by all means. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that you can't be creative and make work and do things while you're doing that. I mean, yeah, there's, You can there's still go you can still will... go
0: be in your local community production of Pirates of Penzance. You know, if it
1: Absolutely. If it ticks and you'd probably for you. be happier for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. My uncle is like well into the community theater scene in Perth and he spent his whole you know, adult life as a a what? Financial advisor and this is embarrassing because i don't exactly know what his job was but you know something in that realm and now he is like killing it on the old mill stage love it and i respect that
0: i love, I love it so I much bloody love it i love a good yeah. slash even bad community theater production and i've seen both many times
1: oh heck yeah
0: it's the passion that i Made respect
1: even in this yeah in the same in the uh, same production often
0: um, do you have a passion project, something that is like real, um, a real dream project that you're like, oh, I don't know how, I don't know when, I don't know how I could possibly make it happen, but it is my dream to make this production happen. For example, mine would to be uh, a large scale, big budget or small budget, uh, budget production of uh, Grease 2, the musical Grease 2, <laughs> the stage production, which would be shambolic but it is it's way down the track. It is my dream. Do you have anything like that in the mm-hmm. pipeline?
1: Oh, that's, that's really interesting. When you say, because I was going to kind of go down the realm of like, I'd love to go work out in the middle of Australia, like make some work in communities and like sure. try and bring up there. But like, and like, I definitely want to, and I don't think that's so much of a pipe dream. That's something that I plan on doing, but maybe I want to adapt. Um, now, let me think. What's, what's a great... I mean, like, how good would the movie Now and Then be as a, um, uh, what would it be? It would be like a site-specific. Ooh! Um, I'm literally making this up as, a, as I love talk it. right now. So, guys, if you, if for those of you listening, if you've never seen Now and Then, do yourself a favour and go watch it. Because it's fucking great. You're talking about the, uh, um, the
0: this Chris- Christina... Ritchie, uh, Richie, Rosie O'Donnell. Vehicle.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's com- great coming-of-age tale. This one would be like a site-specific thing where the audience are the characters, oh. and um, but it's also like a very German-inspired thing. So, like, probably in the end, like everyone will die.
0: Ah, cool. This this is why you're the best yeah. of the best. You keep those ideas coming. Wow.
1: Well, this is, I mean, this is why the work just keeps coming in because the ideas are just flowing out of me.
0: Mm-hmm. You get to double, I blame. Cast, you I blame. double cast it with a, a bunch of young people and a bunch of old people, jump back and forth in the same location, totally. reminisce of what was and what Ooh. could have been. Oh
1: my gosh. That's perfect. But you swap the ages. So the young oh. people are the old people and old people are the young people.
0: Well, see, this is the thing. This is why you're working in the big leagues, and I'm still here in my office doing this. (laughs) Well, I'm
1: also clearly not working. I'm (laughs) literally sitting in my house, too.
0: Yeah, but your boyfriend has a car, so, you know, we've all got shit going on. He
1: sure does. (laughs) And sometimes I'm allowed to drive it. Ooh. Ooh la la.
0: Um, Let's start steering things back towards capital D uh, disco. Uh, it was something that we sort of touched on at the start and then sort of went down a rabbit hole talking about uh, theatre in uh, different sides of Australia. How do you think we can make the world a better place sort of using the ideological ideals of, uh, of capital D disco it's, and how mm. it all started and where it can go?
1: Good cue. And I think how it all started is actually the key um, phrase there, I think especially in in the kind of with the resurgence of the Black Lives Matter movement, and I say resurgence because it's nothing new, mm. um, is that a lot of a lot of uh, our misunderstandings and um, a lot of like the way that systemic racism works and systemic inequality is that people don't understand our history, and I think that's the same with disco. If for you disco just means Saturday Night Fever, this dance move, then you you haven't you You haven't done the work to go back and and learn, and if you did go back, you'd learn that disco was a space for uh, people of colour, for women of colour to express themselves, to be in like to actually be in the mainstream. It was a place where people who were queer could go and you know express themselves and party, and I think that's that's something that we could all actually do for everything, for Australia's history of colonialism for our First Nations culture, for the, you know, the history of slavery in America, for Palestine, like all these stuff that we think we understand, go back to the beginning and learn about it because that's, I truly think that's the best work that, or the first work that we can do, especially like sitting here as, you know, white artists who are middle-class and very lucky that like, I don't know, it's, it's the first step. It's the kind of the only thing that I can, like we, we understand and then we use our privilege and then, you know, yeah, maybe absolutely. along the way we dance to some cool music.
0: And it can seem like a, a sort of simplistic solution, but I think honestly, sometimes the best thing you can do is just to get the right people in a room to start a discussion. And whether that discussion goes anywhere, we don't know, but at least making that effort to, to get people with, you know, different views, different ways of life, whatever it is in a room and to bond over something common, just to see that really, you know, we're not all that different when it comes down to it. And there's, there's always going to be something that links you to someone else. And it might be something absolutely bizarre. It might be the love of the film, Saturday Night Fever. You just don't absolutely. know. Absolutely.
1: And I, and look, you're absolutely allowed to love it. Like I'm not, Saying you
0: know, it's got some great things. It's got some problems. Um, look, honestly, disco, but, uh, disco as a as a genre of music, I will admit, has never been my favourite. But mm, uh, even just through this conversation, perhaps you're you're swaying me to to look more into it because I'm sure I'm sure there's something in there that I might like. And I think the problem is, I, I was in a disco, uh, I was in a disco Shakespeare show for eight months of oh. my life as a as nice. like my day Goodness. job. And look, it wasn't, it wasn't the worst show I've ever been in. But when you do a show a couple of times a week for eight months, no matter what it is, you're going to be pretty sick of it. So any song that was in that show, if I hear it, like just triggers a little something in my brain that just makes me shut down and get mm. just physically upset. That's
1: fair. I mean, I hazard to, to guess that a lot of those songs were probably like lowercase just disco anyway. Like,
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. very know. much so. Maybe we could collaborate on a, uh, a capital Absolutely. D disco uh, playlist on Spotify for the people.
1: Absolutely, I've got them ready. I got them ready for you. Or oh, you can follow the dollar bin darling on, um, on Spotify. I will not take um, credit for all of them because my dear friend, Johnny Hawkins makes a lot of those and he is very, very clever and awesome. And has done all that work of understanding the roots of the music that we love.
0: Well, uh, while we're on that, actually, where, if people would like to find you, can people find you uh, on the internet if you, if you want them to be able to find you, that is?
1: Oh, totally. I mean, I'm private, so I might not um, accept you. But if you want to watch, if you're on Instagram, you want to see some pictures of my dog um, and me sharing a lot of like, political stuff, maybe a couple of lols, um, it's Michaela Danger, M-I-K-A-L-A Danger.
0: Fantastic. Uh, look, we're almost out of time. It's been absolutely wonderful to catch up, to talk about me Capital D Disco. See you. And um, look, is there anything you want to say to the people? Any final message you'd like to, uh, to chuck that out into the universe be- before we go? Excuse me. Uh,
1: look, look. I mean, I'm no expert, but if those times you're kind of struggling, especially if you're in places in Australia or the world where you are still in lockdown or in lockdown again, just like, put on song that you like and have a little dance my my boyfriend and I would do dance breaks at the beginning of lockdown when we were just like too much in our own heads and it was restorative
0: Landroom dance therapy is one of my favorite things mm-hmm. and I highly recommend it Michaela we're out of time thanks for being so much for listening to this episode of Good Morning Mrs. Strawberry. If you'd like to help this podcast grow you can do all those amazing things like subscribe, write a review, rate it and of course share it around the world. You can find the podcasts at anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify and all good podcast apps. I'd like to say a massive thank you to Cosmo Bones for the brand new logo and encourage you dear listener to get in contact if you would like to be part of the show and help make the world better one word at a time.